0: Welcome to Top Stories, I'm producer Chris. Alice and this joined Andy in October 2019 for an important update in the evolutionary race between humans and other animals. It's Bugle issue 4127. Let's sit in silence and watch a bird go honk.
2: Top Story this week. Animals. Are animals doing better or worse than humans at this key stage of the evolution of life On Earth, humans clearly resting on their evolutionary laurels right now after their trademark bodily breakthrough opposable thumbs found its uh, definitive conclusion in the mobile phone and the games console. Humans now behaving like uh, the kind of spoiled, self-important tools you would expect them to grow up as if you kept telling them that God had made them specially last to run the planet... Animals, however, not quite taking advantage of this dip in the fortunes of humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, It must be said, tootling along, eating and shagging and dying in the old school tried and tested way. Um, Alice, you are the Bugles' resident animals and other creatures correspondent. (laughs) (laughs) How... Is the natural world doing this week?
3: Uh, pretty well, Andy. In uh, loud birds being loud news. Now, the white bellbird, which is a mountain-dwelling bird, in, uh, lives deep in the Brazilian Amazon rainforest, and it has been discovered to have the loudest voice of any bird species recorded so far. It's about as loud as a pile driver. It's 116 decibels. And what's notable about this bird is not just that it's very loud, uh, but that it does the very loudness extremely close to female birds. And that the loudness is, like, notably boring. Uh, (laughs) Jeffrey Podos of the University of Massachusetts says, it's one loud note like a horn with no variation. (laughs) And I feel like I have to respect the level of confidence that this bird has. (laughs) Very close, very loud, very boring. It's got to work sometimes. (laughs) Like, you know how when you see uh, groups of boys driving around in a car, shouting out of the car to women? Yeah. And you're like... That has to have worked at some point. <laughs> right? <laughs> Otherwise, why would they keep doing it? There has to be a functional evolutionary element
2: to that. It's impressive. 116 decibels, which is, I mean, that's a lot of decibels. Yeah. Isn't it? Even
1: and- I think that's loud. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a voice yeah. that, and I believe I've discussed this on the show before, <laughs> a uh, former neighbour thought was a pack of wild dogs an opinion that they then put in a letter and sent to my landlord um, I had something that wasn't quite the same as that but um, uh,
2: after staying in an Airbnb flat with my uh, wife and children in Spain uh, received uh, uh, an email from the letter wondering if we'd had a pet in the in the flat because the neighbors had reported barking um, <laughs> Anyway, the source of that barking was me, just
3: <laughs>
2: occasionally barking, as you do on holiday.
3: <laughs>
2: so,
1: <laughs> why were you barking? Family well, show, not? Andy. Yeah. Family show. Just, why not? <laughs>
2: why wouldn't you bark on holiday? Uh, well, Dogs, of course, uh, are creatures with, with whom we like to think we share a lot. And, uh, well, these uh, loud male birds are in some way so like... You know, fifty percent of the population of Earth. It's uh, it's uncanny. Uh, one loud, <laughs> monotonous noise honking away endlessly. This is uh, the species called the white bellbird, also known as the comedy panel show bird, uh, <laughs> the uh, election campaign pigeon, the oasis concert hawk, and the radio phoning gull. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it does seem like a very that's a, quite a patriarchal kind of bird. Isn't he? I mean, did Emmeline Pankhurst pluck those
1: patriarchal pheasants in vain? You have to ask.
3: <laughs> it's almost like the bird hasn't heard of feminism yet.
1: It is difficult to be part of uh, a agenda that seems to be being satirised by nature. <laughs> <laughs> even, even the natural world is like... And I mean, also, it depends on if we can decipher what the chance actually are. At the moment, the uh, best guesses are the Joker was actually a masterpiece
3: and Nanette didn't have enough jokes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, also,
2: it lives deep in the Amazon rainforest, so it's quite possible that it is just understandably <laughs> squawking something along the lines of, holy shit, we're f***ing doomed! We are f***ing doom, darling. How can you just sit there on your branch, not squawking at 116 decibel when the world is sleepwalking to environmental catastrophe?
1: <laughs> so that's possible. <laughs> it's also it's evidently possible. Um, the uh, scientists think that it may be something to do with sex, as right. everything is. Uh, it says if females detect the loudest smells from longer range and find the loudest males most attractive at close range, then the sexual selection would drive the evolution of extremely loud songs up against the limits of physical performance constraints. Right. And this is a species I can get on board with. <laughs> if it's producing volume over physical performance, then <laughs> sign me the fuck up. I'm joining this bird group.
3: I mean, I've just realised why they haven't heard of feminism yet. It's because they're talking too loudly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's amazing how successful that tactic has been through history. <laughs> In other animals' news, and this is really what we've all been waiting for, scientists have trained rats to drive (laughs) cars and collect food.
3: I mean, yes, this team from University of Richmond in Virginia, they've trained rats to drive tiny cars because... Look, they've got rats and they've got tiny cars. What? <laughs> I don't understand what the confusion is here. Uh, they've made it out of a little clear plastic food container on wheels, the th- little steering wheel. And uh, they've trained six female and 11 male rats to drive the car. <laughs> because they're sexist in rat studies too. <laughs> Uh, and they 've rewarded them with fruit loop cereal pieces when they when they drive the car properly that 's the whole thing they travel around a an arena four square meters in size and it's it 's like a little traffic jam at all times. They get
2: rewarded with bits of cereal for driving well
3: <laughs> yeah. so yeah. basically
2: these rats are treated better than some uber drivers. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs>
3: I think there's probably the long-range plan is to replace all Uber drivers with rats.
1: Yeah, and I mean, these rats aren't even getting reviewed. If they were Uber drivers, they'd be finding things like, he was prompt, but on the other hand, I did contract bubonic plague. Four stars.
2: (laughs) Never go below four. It's not worth the hassle.
1: I don't think this is good for the rats. We're in the late stages of capitalism, and in late-stage capitalism, people see opportunity anywhere. And if these rats continue to be driving around, Jeff Bezos is going to have them delivering Amazon parcels <laughs> faster than you can say, My need for convenience trumps any worries I have about basic rights.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I also worry we, and why are we rewarding rats like this? Why, why are we rewarding a species that, with essentially free food and a company car, when they have, they have repeatedly, through the course of history, tried to wipe us out? It's like giving mosquitoes complimentary adapted coffee machines that instead of coffee dispense blood. It it just seems wrong.
3: Well, the thing that I like most about it is that I think for a significant portion of the population, the only thing they have to pride themselves on is that they can drive a car. And now rats can drive cars as well.
1: (laughs) I didn't like the fact that you looked at me as you said that, Alice, which suggests to me that you know that I can't drive. And so it's been a sobering week for me to learn that I am less useful than a rat. (laughs)
3: Hey, but louder than a bird. (laughs) There
1: it is.
2: That was in that Matthew Paris article,
1: wasn't it? It was was in a review of my 2014 Melbourne Comedy Festival show. Um,
2: Well, I mean, also when I hear about this, rats trying to drive a car around a a four-metre... Square Arena. I just think new sport.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Andy, Andy's already looking up stats. Right, I mean, rat
3: ball. Well, well,
1: I mean, you chuck a football into it, even better.
2: Just as it is, rat race. It basically markets itself.
1: Race.
3: <laughs> I would
1: watch this with more enthusiasm than I have watched any F1. <laughs> if they replaced Lewis Hamilton with a bunch of rats stuck together in a Lewis Hamilton suit, I would I would much prefer that <laughs> and put the sort of rat Lewis Hamilton behind the wheels of a yeah. sports car.
2: It would all fall apart at the end after he won the race and was handed his bottle of champagne and responded, where the f*** am I f***ing fruitless? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give me my cereal! Be a more wholesome uh, podium. Yeah. Everybody just chucking Weetabix at each other.
0: (laughs) Premium and Super Bugle subscribers can get a special show called Ask Andy. Just look it up on Apple or go to thebuglepodcast.com to find out how you can subscribe. We would very much welcome your questions.